Bros Cafe. Good morning or afternoon, wherever you are. Dead at night. Yeah. Dead at night. Yeah. 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 If you can't sleep. Oh, you want to hear our melodious voice? He's put you to sleep. Uh, I'll tell uh, you what. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Three minutes in. <laughs> you know, I was on sleeping pills, but then I started listening to their podcast. <laughs> we should advertise that way. Yeah, you know, we should. Little, yeah, yeah. You know, John, um, we are progressing ever so slowly. Oh, oh no, I, no, we're, we're... 1985. We're, I we're mean, almost to present day. We've almost matched the pages of the book to the year. You know, we're on page 82, yeah. 1985. Yeah. Wow. We're, we are so synchronized. That was not I love the way you yeah. write here. Try. Brilliant writing. Yeah. Read to us. Well, it, it, this this is a story, a July 1985, that happened uh, after I'd come back from my honeymoon uh, with Stacy, and after I had spoken this message out of Zechariah chapter 3, which, uh, which, which was one of the most profound times I've ever had preaching, and it just happened to be my first message, and then it's gone downhill since then, but still, it started so strong. And anyway, I, I was so excited, and I brought the tape back um, to the pastor of the church uh, that I went to. I, I, I just could not wait for his excitement. What was the pastor's name? Oh, we got uh, it. Okay. No. Sure. I almost gave it to you. That would not have been good. Wally. Uh, let, yeah, that's not Wally. Wally. Yeah. Wally. All right, uh, July 1985. We returned to Los Angeles married, and I excitedly handed a tape of my Zechariah message to the pastor of the church I'd been attending during seminary. I wanted him to be proud of me, and he listened to it, and passed it on to the head of the district in the denomination I expected to candidate for as I prepared to graduate. Several weeks later, he called me to meet for breakfast. A venerable and soft-spoken, white-haired man, he was deeply beloved and respected within the denomination. He'd been in his role for decades. Have you ever had that experience where everything in front of you suddenly morphs into a slow-motion crash with the sound of screeching metal giving way to explosions? His response to my message shocked my very being. The wreck was formed of these words. John, I listened to your message, and what I heard was immature, self-seeking, and self-serving. It was too dramatic, too emotional. I tried to finish it, but I couldn't. My recommendation is that you not go into ministry for quite a while. Take some time to grow up. Maybe volunteering with the youth at the church after you graduate. Preaching is a very serious and sacred endeavor. You did not treat it with the gravity it demands. That message was unacceptable. It offended me on many levels. Here's your tape back. I have no idea what happened next. I vaguely remember crying the entire way up the 605 from Long Beach to Whittier. I don't think I've ever worked since on a message as hard as I had on that one. I truly believe it was the best I could ever hope to do with a message allowing me to be most fully John Lynch representing God's heart. All my life I had doubted my own sincerity. Only these last several years in Christ was I beginning to believe that I could trust my authenticity was growing. Now, here is a venerable religious authority questioning not only my capacity, but my character and motives. Every 
everything was on the line in this moment. I didn't know it, but everything was on the line. I would either allow someone to protect me, or I would secretly bluff and pretend that I believed my identity in Christ when I no longer did. It was so hard to tell Stacy. I feared that um, even she would change her perception of I feared the same when I called Bill Thrall back home in, a, in my home church. I was frozen. I didn't know how to move forward. If I'm wrong about that which I felt singularly most proud of and convinced of, then what do I know about me? Bill listened patiently to the entire story over the phone. After silence, he said, Well, I'm no prophet, but it appears this man did not enjoy your message or your presentation of it. He started laughing, and I did too. John, maybe you do need to mature, maybe a lot, but no one should take the permission to critique and rebuke another unless they're willing to draw closer into the solution. If you want, when you graduate, you could come to Open Door, and I would commit to work with you on the issues of your maturing as much as you would like. I'd, I'd been already candidating for church staff roles. One church in Oxnard, California, offered me a position as a a Christian education curriculum director. One should probably not accept a job with a title whose meaning one does not understand. Look, John, this man's critique has forced you to form a conclusion about who you are. There are many people who can do a number of things well. You are not one of them. But many have spoken to me about the message you preached here, and I have not many times experienced the presence of God in the Word like I did that day. You are a preacher, John. You may be young in the faith and immature in your experience, but if you can be convinced to stop speaking, many in the future will lose out. I can't think of a worse thing for you to do than find a Christian job so you can have a religious title. Give me the phone number of those people who want you to be their curriculum director. They're making a horrible mistake. You'd be terrible at it, John. Now, I'd be honored to help you get started speaking at camps and retreats and conferences. You could speak at our midweek service to get some experience. And I said, you'd do that? Oh, to keep those poor folks from having you as their curriculum director? I'd do a lot. On that day, looking back, I experienced protection. Without it, I imagine walking around crippled, wounded, and self-doubting, one of the best theologically trained shoe repairmen in town. Without his commitment to me to stand with me in the middle of my fear, insecurity, and immaturity, I would not have made it. I wonder how many thousands of hopeful, young God-lovers have been sideswiped without a bill thrall to brace them. Two years later, in his backyard, he says, So I think it's time for you to take the pulpit. I'll stay and I'll help develop leaders. But you're the one who should be leading us in the pulpit. Something amazing happens when we stumble into spiritual safety. Many of us have never known it. We aren't even certain it exists. We've existed in the realm of following Jesus in a culture of being more right, accurate, and exact about our theological positions. We can go from theological conviction to creed to manifesto, but we are still on our guard, which causes us to write this awakening. We can hold the most orthodox positions with exacting accuracy and still be a lousy parent, unwise boss, 
or a board member that no one wants to be near. All the while, we convince ourselves that we've put our ladder up against the right wall, but at night it might occur to us, I don't know how to let my guard down, and I have a suspicion that I make others all around me feel less safe. Which brings us to a final awakening. Safety allows me to ask questions I can't when I'm proving myself. It allows me to trust another to describe me to me. Interesting. I have a question. Yeah. What caused you not to trust another the yeah. first time yeah. with you, and yeah. then you trusted another the second time with you? Yeah. What's the difference between this uh, superintendent, I guess, is who you were meeting with, yeah. who must have had some tremendous uh, gifts Absolutely. and seasoning Absolutely. and teaching. And well, some deeply respected. Respected. You didn't trust him yeah. with you, but yeah. you trusted Bill with you. Yeah. What, what is the difference? Well, I, I, what does Bill know, know that well, this guy I, didn't? I think, looking back, one, I, I felt like you don't know me. You don't, you don't know my heart. You've judged my motive. And you're not drawing closer to me in the middle of it. You, you're, you're just, you, you just wanted to put me in my place. He probably saw me as a cocky, young preacher, and he just... Was that so wrong? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> No, he was... He was I, in so many ways, the trouble is his diagnosis in some ways probably was right for his style at least it was too emotional and i was a young that was my first real message but he wanted to make sure i got put in my place and and that that's what you would do with a young and he didn't draw close to me and i know I, i knew enough to know that was the best i could do i wasn't trying to put on that was the best I could do to preach that passage, and so, yeah, he was saying you're self-seeking and self-serving. Yes, well, and you're going well. Mm, no, I really meant. To I'm I'm certainly capable of yeah. all of that, yeah. but but I even then, with all my insecurity and not knowing fully this message of identity in Christ, I knew enough to to know you you don't see me right. You're 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 trying to rough me up, and yeah, yeah. and it's not accurate. So. To, to have Bill be able to say he's probably right on some of those things of your immaturity, but but he doesn't have the right to say those things if he isn't going to follow up with you. Yeah. Um, you wrote this in a, like a paragraph, his response, the superintendent's response. So I don't know how long the conversation goes and and how many questions he might have asked, but it didn't look like from the way you wrote this that he asked any questions. No. He, he just let you have it. <laughs> and it really was about that quick. Yeah. It, it really was. He, he, we had a nice chat up to that. I didn't know that this was coming. And, um, yeah. You know, um, the second awakening that says, safety allows me to ask questions I can't when I'm proving myself. Hmm. Um, in a way, he didn't ask questions um, because he was 
somewhat confirming or proving himself in his position as right. well. Right. And so the mutual protection that could happen, even the learnings that he could have had from your right. message and style, right. he never he never gets the benefit of that. Right. He, he doesn't get to grow in that moment. And he can't, it, it feels like he's not for you. That's right. And it's something I've learned from you. Something, in fact, I, Caleb and I were talking about it. And I was saying, Bruce has the ability to ask questions. And, and, and instead, of, uh, instead of telling, he's, allow, he's allowing himself to learn uh, what it is that he might prejudge. And, and he's going, am I accurate on that? So you, you're, you, you do this thing of actually believing you're not sure you're accurate. And you let me... Or let any of them, anyone I see do that with you, in asking questions. Caleb said it yesterday. He said, oh, man, I'm guilty of that. I don't want to do that. I want to ask questions. And um, I think he, I think this man missed me mm-hmm. because he didn't ask questions. Right, and, right. Yeah. Um, so this asking of questions is a very big part of developing a healthy Absolutely. culture of grace Absolutely. where the truth can flow. Because sometimes when I think I'm supposed to be giving you truth, it's actually supposed to be coming the other way. But I didn't come to the meeting with that in mind. You know? <laughs> That's right. And, and That's so right. for us to constantly be aware that we may have learnings that God has prepared for us through other people that we weren't counting on today. That's right. And to be in that moment of asking the Lord, what do you have for me? What do you want to teach me? Yeah. today through people who may not even have, quote, the right title uh, to teach me. That's because right. Because this, this culture of grace is always a relationship of trust. Where there are no and Gnostics that's it. who have all the answers. Absolutely. Yeah. I love these awakenings. There's so much more to unpack about them. Thank but you, guys. We're done. See you next week. <laughs>